WBCM. Welcome to uh, our time of daily Bible study and prayer on this Thursday, September 2nd in 2021. Glad you're joining with us today, whether you be in uh, Manila or somewhere else in the Philippines or in uh, another part of the world. We're glad that you are joining together with us today for some Bible study and some prayer time together. Let's begin our time together by prayerfully reading Psalm 32, verses 1 and 2. Psalm 32, verses 1 and 2. Now, this is a Psalm of David, and he wrote, How joyful is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. How joyful is a person whom the Lord does not charge with iniquity, and in whose spirit is no deceit. Truly, there is no greater joy than knowing that we are forgiven, that we have been rescued from sin and death, that we have been given an, a gift of eternal life, and that we have this relationship with God that is real and personal. What a joy. No more guilt no more shame, but peace with God. We're not terrified by God. We have a reverent fear of him, but we are now a friend of God. We are a child of God who is, who is our father. What a joy. Let's pray and praise God for the joy that we have uh, through faith in Christ Jesus. Father, this morning, we just want to praise you and thank you for forgiving our sins. Jesus, we want to thank you for paying the price. We want to thank you for your amazing gift of your life. You sacrificed your life. You suffered and died on a cross. You shed your blood so that the grace and mercy of God are available to us for salvation. Thank you, Holy Spirit for convicting us of our sin, for giving us the faith to repent and believe, for washing our sin away by the blood of Christ. Thank you, God, that we can be before you in your presence with no fear, with no shame, with no guilt, because as David so wonderfully wrote, our transgression is forgiven, our sin is covered, we are no longer charged with iniquity, and in our spirit there is no deceit. Thank you, God. We praise you. And Lord, we also want to take just a few moments now to pray for a few people on our prayer list before we uh, dive into your word. First uh, person that comes to my mind this morning is uh, Alan. And uh, he is confined in the hospital in Paranaque with COVID. Uh, we're, we're grateful, Lord, that his symptoms are very mild right now. And in fact, though his oxygen levels decreased some uh, earlier, uh, a couple of days ago, it, his oxygen levels have uh, increased, have improved. And so, Lord, we're just praying that you will protect him from pneumonia, protect him from any uh, harsh uh, serious symptoms, and we pray that you, that you will bring healing to him very, very soon. Lord, we, we want to also 
of course, pray for the countries of Myanmar and Afghanistan, uh, especially we think of Afghanistan because of the recent news. And we pray, Lord, that um, somehow, some way, the gospel will continue to uh, spread throughout that country that is now controlled by radical Muslim terrorists. We know, Lord, there is a healthy underground church there. And so, Lord, we're praying that you will fill them with courage, fill them with the spirit, increase their faith, and somehow make their testimony, their witness of the gospel, make it known and spread throughout that country. We even pray that it will um, spread into individual members of the, of the Taliban, Lord, and uh, that there will be a, uh, just a miraculous advance of your gospel in that country. And Lord, for Myanmar, we're, we continue to pray that in this season of chaos and pandemic, that you would bring about peace and order and healing. We pray for the church, for the pastors there, as they risk their lives to minister to people who are sick, but also just to share the gospel in that land. Lord, we also uh, today want to pray for uh, Metro Manila, the NCR, our, our city. We pray, Lord, that you will uh, send your spirit throughout the city, that just as you convicted us of our need for salvation, that you would work in the hearts of men and women and youth and children all across this city. Lord, we've been praying that um, the pandemic would be over soon so that we can be uh, uh, more aggressive and more intentional about moving about this city so that we could see a harvest. But Lord, this morning, you impressed upon me that I don't want to wait for the pandemic to be over. We want to see a harvest now. So we're asking you, Lord, to reveal to us ways that we can share the gospel, even in this pandemic, when we cannot move around and um, interact with a lot of people. Show us how, God, and, and we'll do it. Lord, today we also want to uh, want to lift up um, the um, uh, the Dim family, Jerry and Sally, as they are taking care of a sister who uh, is not healthy, who is sick. We pray you will encourage them. Uh, we want to pray for the Undog family, as the, as James and his family take care of his aging mother, that you will. Uh, support them and encourage them. Lord, we want to pray for the Tumlos fa family. While Alan is sick, we pray that you'll uh, provide um, some care for Nellie and uh, just give her uh, peace and uh, a still heart, still spirit. Um, we pray that you'll just take care of that family. We also want to pray, Lord, for uh, church members and and family friends who are battling cancer right now, um, Bong and Nita and um, um, uh, Pearlie and Becky and Jenny. Um, Lord, we just, we just pray that you will bring healing to their bodies and bring peace and calm to their spirits and uh, 
keep them steadfast in their faith. Lord, today we also want to lift up our ministry leaders, those who lead our children and student ministries, especially today, Lord. We lift up Powell and, and Nick to you who lead those ministries. We pray you'll fill them with the Spirit. Give them creativity in this, in this difficult day of season of ministry. Give them creativity, and we pray, Lord, that uh, you will continue to reveal to them ways that they can engage students and children in worship and Bible study and learning about your grace and mercy, the gospel. Lord, we, we just want to praise you for being a good, good father who hears our prayer. Thank you for answering our prayer. And thank you for giving us patience to wait on you to answer in the right time, in the right way, with the perfect response. We thank you, God. Now, Lord, as we uh, open your word, we pray that you will open our eyes to uh, understand and grasp the deep, wonderful, joyful truths of your word. We, we are trusting you, Lord, that your word does not return to you void. It returns to you fruitful. And so, Lord, we are confident that as we genuinely and seriously with great intent and energy study your word that it will bring fruit in our lives which will go back to you in joyful celebration we thank you and praise you in jesus name amen well it's always good to spend time with you in prayer and of course as i'm praying i'm confident that you have your own uh your own um prayer needs that you are at the same time lifting up to the Father along with me. Isn't it amazing? And just think about this for a moment. Uh, I don't know how, right now, I don't know how many people are, are online with me. Usually, uh, you know, there's several people who are online with me, and then there are people who will watch this video uh, later. But just consider the fact that not only us right here in this moment, but there are millions of other believers who at the same moment are praying and somehow, miraculously, God is able to hear every single word of every single prayer from every single person at the same time and give a proper response. That is just amazing to me. Prayer is a miracle. Which brings to my mind that this Sunday, as we continue to study the, the values we're, we're talking about the DNA of the church, what we consist of, what, what makes us unique and set apart in the world. Uh, we're going to look at the value of prayer this Sunday. So get ready for that. I am, I've, I've so, I'm so enjoying my own study and preparation for the message this Sunday. So get ready for that exciting time of worship and, and uh, exploring the value of prayer in our lives. Well, let's move to the scriptures now and spend some time in God's word. Uh, last Sunday, we explored the value of God's word. And so during the week this week, we have been drilling a little bit deeper into that concept and, and learning skills that we need that are required to be good students. 
We looked at that verse yesterday in 2 Timothy 2.15, where Paul instructed Timothy, and now the Lord is instructing us to be good students, to be diligent uh, uh, as we study God's word so that we um, are well equipped. We are workers who have no need to be ashamed, but we uh, are approved by God, and we have the skill to rightly handle, to correctly uh, learn and teach God's word. And we focused on those four C's of Bible study. Do you remember those four C's? Context, content, uh, contextualize, and then conviction. Those four C's lead us to a proper uh, interpretation and application of God's word. On Tuesday, we talked about the, the importance of prayer in God's word. And then on Monday, we began the week by talking about the proper attitude. Attitude is everything as we approach God in, uh, in his word. Today, we're going to talk about meditation. And so let me read Psalm 119, verses 15 and 16. Just one passage of the many in the Bible, which teach us to meditate on God's word. In Psalm 119, verses 15 and 16, we read, I will meditate on your precepts and think about your ways. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. Now, first of all, I just want to note those four words which the psalmist used to describe God's word. Precepts, which are principles, truths, ways, so God's word presents a way of life. So God's word is a way of life that we lead. Statutes, which mean commands, instructions, and word. God's, the Bible is God's word to us. And he used four words to describe the process, the skill of meditation. The word meditate, the phrase think about the word delight, and then the word, the phrase not forget. Uh, in other words, memory. So let's talk about uh, this skill, which is very crucial and really necessary. If God's word is going to really invade our soul and bear fruit, make a difference, bring about transformation and confirmation, into the uh, image of Christ uh, in which we have, in whom we have been created, by whom we have been rescued, saved, delivered from sin and death, given eternal life. You know, sad to say that in most places in the world, very little attention is given to this skill of meditating on God's word. I wonder why that is. I have an idea maybe why that is. I think one reason why is that we don't understand in this modern world uh, what meditation is. In fact, I think another reason why is because we are confused about meditation. Here's what I mean. Uh, Eastern religions, Buddhism, Hindu, Hinduism, and other Eastern religions who are, are they're false religions. They're, they're worshiping a false god, a god who is really not even real. They talk about meditation. And so we think, wow, if these false religions 
are meditating, then I don't want to have anything to do with meditation. I think that may be one of the reasons. But I want us to understand that the, the meditation that the Bible teaches is not anything like Eastern meditation. Eastern meditation, the, the principle is that one tries to empty. People want to try to empty their minds to become nothing. But biblical meditation is just the opposite. Biblical meditation is filling our minds with God's word so that we can become more, more of the person that God wants us to be. A week or so ago, Cindy and I were in the mood for a little celebration. You know, we're under lockdown. We, you know, we can't go to a restaurant. We can't go to a movie. You know, we can't get out and celebrate like we would normally celebrate. So what we did was we uh, logged into Grab and we uh, had delivered from our favorite coffee shop uh, a wonderful slice of cheesecake. Now, that may not sound like a huge celebration, but those of you who know us and our uh, uh, intentionality of having a very disciplined uh, diet know that to eat a piece of a slice of cheesecake is quite a celebration for us. And let me tell you, this coffee shop has the very best cheesecake I have ever tasted in my entire life. It's always that good. Those of you who have traveled or live in the United States and are familiar with the Cheesecake Factory, that cheesecake has no comparison to the cheesecake at this coffee shop in Manila, Philippines. It is delicious. So we ordered a, uh, some coffee and cheesecake to be delivered to our house. And we, we waited with great anticipation for that cheesecake to arrive. And of course, it, it did arrive. And we opened up the box and we, we just ordered one slice and we cut it in half, shared it. So it's just a small slice of cheesecake that we're eating. And I did not want it to go by we did not want it to go by quickly. So we took small bites and we let that bite just sort of stay in our mouths for a while. We didn't, well, you don't chew cheesecake like you would a, a piece of meat or something like that, but we, we chewed slowly, let it stay on our tongue. We just savored the creaminess and the delicious flavors of that cheesecake. We let it stay there till it basically melted in our mouths before we swallowed it. And we so enjoyed every bite of that cheesecake until it was all eaten. That is meditating on God's word. That is a, that is a true picture of what the psalmist has in mind when he says, I will meditate on your precepts. Think about your ways. Delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. Eating that cheesecake the way we ate it is exactly what the psalmist had in mind when he's talking about meditating on God's word. It is taking a small slice of scripture and it is taking a bite 
word for word, phrase for phrase, letting it sit there in our minds, savoring every morsel, every word, every thought, letting it turn in our minds, imagining how this word can transform my life, imagining the difference that this word can make in my relationships with God and with people, thinking about the impact this word has in my own life. Is there a sin I need to confess? Is there a weakness that will be strengthened by this word, this morsel from God's word? That is meditation. That's why I suggest that uh, when we're having our time alone with God, that we take it in, that we read small portions of scripture so we can take our time to really meditate on God's word. This morning, early this morning, in my own time alone with God, I focused on just six verses in a passage in Hebrews chapter 10. Small passages, and we savor every word, every phrase. Which reminds me of another reason why I think we don't put a lot of emphasis on meditation, meditating on God's word in our modern world today. I think it's because we don't think we have time. We're rushing through the day. Oftentimes, our time alone with God, our time of Bible study and prayer, is like a, uh, a box on our to-do list that we tick off every day. We have so many things to do. We are so busy about life that we don't think we have the time to sit in a chair for an hour or two and really meditate, really savor every word from a passage of scripture. But here's my suggestion. If we really want to be fruitful disciples, if we really want to have a deep, intimate relationship with God that is growing day by day, if we are really concerned about our earthly relationships, being a better husband or better wife, a better father, a better mother, a better son or daughter, a better friend, if we really want to be a better employer or a better employee, a better neighbor, a better person, if we really want to make a difference in this world, if we really want our church to grow, if we really want to see the gospel spread throughout this city, then I think it's high time that we rearrange our schedule, that we delete things that are keeping us too busy from spending quantities of time and quality of time in God's word, meditating on it, savoring it, tasting it, letting it melt in our minds, and then swallowing, swallowing all of its nutrition and value into our lives. So just how do we do that? How do I truly meditate on God's word? I, I jotted down some, I have some notes here that I just want to share with you for a few moments. Think of three words. Read, reflect, respond. Three simple words. Yesterday, four simple words. 
in order to truly understand the meaning of God's word and how to apply it, I need to understand the context, the content, then I need to contextualize it for my life. And then, then I come to a conviction in which I make a decision about God's word. Three simple words describe the skill and the art and the experience of meditating on God's word. Read, reflect, respond. And so that's why it's important to go in small bites, a small slice of God's word each day, so, so that I can do these four or five things. Read it reverently, understanding this is the holy word of God. Read it repeatedly. So just one reading of a passage is not near enough to really understand all the intricate and delightful truths, flavors of his word. So I re I read it repeatedly, and, and I read uh, words and phrases that jump off the page at me that seem important. I read those over and over, and I observe uh, the, the, the different meanings and, and shades in that passage. I, I read uh, imaginatively. I think about uh, not only the context of that passage and what it meant to the original readers, but I think about its impact in my life. And I began to think and read imaginatively, imagining how that word will produce fruit in my life. And then, then I'm reading reverently, repeatedly, imaginatively. I'm reading it to understand, to really know the meaning of what God is saying to me. That's what, what we talked about yesterday with the four C's. So I, I read carefully, slowly for understanding. And then I begin to reflect. I begin to reflect uh, what God is saying to me. I reflect humbly, realizing that I am a, a man and God is holy and, and I need his word in my life. I reflect prayerfully. Holy Spirit, what is this word? What does this phrase mean to me? How do you want to equip me? Please open my eyes as we prayed uh, on Tuesday. Please open my eyes. That's 119, Psalm 119, verse 18. Open my eyes that I may behold, perceive, understand the wonderful things from your word. And then I reflect patiently. This morning, I sat in my chair probably for about 30 minutes, just waiting for God's word to come clear in my mind, just waiting, just relaxing, just resting, not really talking, but being still and quiet and, and, and waiting for, for God's word through the power of the Holy Spirit to communicate its truth to me. And then that leads me to respond. So I read carefully, I reflect prayerfully and humbly, and then I respond uh, by making a commitment that's similar to the conviction that we talked about yesterday. So let's just, I know we're, we're running short of time. It's, uh, it's already 8.30, but let's spend just a few moments. And, and let, me, let's, let's just, let me just show you what I mean. Let's open our scriptures to Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Just one verse. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. And, and let's meditate on this verse just for a few minutes before, before we go. This is Jesus talking to us. 
This is his invitation to us. Let's read it carefully. Come to me. Think about that for a moment. Come to me. Jesus is saying, come to me. All of you. And watch these words. Who are weary and burdened. Weary and burdened. What makes me weary? What is my burden? Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened. Are you thinking about what makes your life weary and burdened right now? Are you, are you uh, imagining perhaps that Jesus is right there in the room with you and he's standing before you and he's saying, come to me. Come to me, you who are weary and burdened. Don't be so weary and don't be so burdened. Come to me and I will give you rest. Now, here's what I would like for all of us to do today. Here's our homework assignment for today so that we can practice the art of meditation. Memorize that verse. Can you... Already say it right now. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. An easy verse to memorize. Let's repeat that verse throughout the day. Let's think about each word and each phrase. Come to me, all of you, weary and burdened. I will give you rest. Let's savor those words and phrases. Let's savor this word during the day. Let's Read it in our minds throughout the day. Let's reflect on what Jesus is inviting us to experience. And let's give him a response. Let's meditate on that verse throughout the day. And let's watch and see the difference that God can make in our lives as we meditate on his word. God, thank you for your word. We thank you that we can trust it. It is your word. It has divine origin. It has divine power. It has divine providence. It gives us a divine purpose. Lord, continue to teach us how to correctly handle your word, to read it, understand it, apply it, and obey it. And teach us this art of meditation. Teach us how to meditate, to reflect, to think about, to delight, to contemplate your word each day throughout the day. And as we learn in our ability, grow in our ability to meditate on your word, we are confident that it will have marvelous fruit in our lives. Before we go, Lord, I want to lift up my brothers and sisters to you. I pray that you will keep them, that you will guard them, that you will protect them, that you will provide all of their needs according to Christ Jesus. I pray that you will work in their hearts so that their desires, what they truly know they need, will be your desires and what you know they need so that as they pray according to your character and according to your 
power and according to your word and according to your will, they will experience the wonderful miracle of answered prayers. Lord, today as we meditate on Matthew eleven twenty eight, we pray that our response to your word will give us great peace and rest in these very anxious and stressful days. Now, Lord, to you, we want to give glory in all of our speech, in all of our actions, in all of our attitudes, in all of our relationships, and everything we say and do today. We want to give you glory and great praise to live a life that is worthy of Christ's sacrifice and resurrection, which by faith, by grace, through faith, gives us eternal life. And we pray all these things in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you again for being with me this morning. I pray that you will have a great day today. And I pray that as we meditate on these words, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. As we meditate on those words today, I'm praying that it will have great power and bear great fruit in our lives. God bless you. Have a great day, and I'll see you tomorrow morning.